Now I'm recording. Hey everyone, this podcast is brought to you by the game Dashboard, made by a Tumblr user Carbonic. So if you want to go play an awesome RPG, go play that. That's Nolan's friend, everyone. Yay. What's the game about, Nolan? The game is about exploring a unique RPG world. I can't tell you because you should go play the game yourself. I'm really bad at this. What's it called? Dashboard. D-A-S-H-B-O-R-E-D. Okay, we'll link that in the description. But yeah, it's the Pizza Party Podcast. Who are you people? Nolan. Hey, I'm Jim. Hi. And we have two guests for some reason. Uh, yeah, I'm Digibro. I am uh, the self-described otaku gonzo journalist. I got a channel where I talk about anime shit and then a, a million other channels where I talk about everything in the universe. And who's the other guy? Um, Super Spo. I, um, I draw a lot of NSFW and porn stuff. I don't... And why are you here? That's a very good question. Um, I just... It just kind of happened i was in a stream with nolan and you guys just sort of showed up so yeah. i should really ask you that question <laughs> um yeah spo was not supposed to be here but he just showed up anyway he's the waluigi of the podcast everyone loves waluigi though no they don't i mean he's getting his own amiibo whoa wait, what oh my god he is. holy shit i can't believe it's finally happening like for the longest time i used to dream that uh waluigi would get his game someday but still hasn't happened speaking of dreams though i had a dream last night where i was walking through a video store and i was i found space jam 2 on vhs (laughs) (laughs) and i was they're bringing back vhs wait like it happened it happened and you had never seen it and you just found it by accident yeah it was like with michael jordan and everybody and i was like oh shit i gotta show the internet this so i pull out my phone And for some reason, I couldn't take a picture of it because it either came out super blurry or somebody got in the way. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Oh, it was one of those cursed VHSs. Yeah. That, like, you can't take pictures of. I've heard of those. Heard of them. (laughs) Cthulhu's VHS. You can't fathom it. (laughs) And Waluigi comes from Mario Tennis, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. It's his first game, I think. Yeah, that's cool. I love Mario Tennis. Digi bro, you make all these anime analysis videos. For anyone who hasn't seen your videos, which video would you recommend them watching first? I would say uh, I recently, a couple months ago, made a video called, um, like, What is the Appeal of Anime? Um, I think that's a good starting place uh, just for kind of getting into the mindset by which I approach the whole medium and especially if you want to show anybody who doesn't understand the appeal of anime, uh, show them that. It might help, although it is kind of like a dense and verbose (laughs) the way I wrote it. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, I would just say go through, find find a show you like, watch a video about it, and then watch all the other videos about the shows you've never heard of because um it's a good way to get introduced to a bunch of new shows yeah i think um with your channel digibro one um, channel i actually like a lot is um your digibro after dark i don't know it it's um good for just like white noise videos because it's usually you know just you talking about some random topic for like you know half an hour or so Right. I, I post a lot of vlogs on my Digibro After Dark channel. It's like a constant stream of me vlogging about every random thought that comes into my head. So Yeah. 
Those um, are like my favorite type of videos, just like white noise that you can just put in while you're working. Yeah, and as someone who also like likes the also like more atypical reviews and stuff, I loved your YMA, YMA sorry, YAS, sorry. Yeah, your um, anime sucks. Uh, Sword Art Online too. Yeah, um, you guys had YMS on the on the show just a couple months ago, right? I listened to that episode. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um, I'm a big fan of his, and uh, yeah, I, I I literally ripped off his his entire thing and did a Sword Art Online <laughs> two um, video based on the Your Movie Sucks style. I even stole all his music, so uh, it was a fun time. Some of my oh, most yeah. successful videos. Yeah, you went to a lot of detail on just like why Sword Art Online is so terrible. Yeah. It's been a while, so I haven't seen that show in forever. And I'm just, I'm starting to forget, like, why was it so bad? But I think back to Death Sword or what it was. Death, Death Gun. Death Gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, the worst possible name. I'm, maybe it sounded cooler in Japanese. No, his name was Death Gun. <laughs> <laughs> it was just always it was the English gun. letters uh, English words yeah man my relationship with Sword Online though has gotten to the point of like uh, endearment because it's like a, it's a meme in my life like because it's not just like an internet thing like a big part of why I started talking about the show is because my brother uh, hated it first and he would complain about it all the time and that sort of inspired me to watch it and and then you know uh, hate it even more than he did and write about it. So me and him j- would joke about Sword Art Online so much that eventually it just became a part of our lives. And like, I know those characters now better than I know some characters from shows I actually love. So I have this, <laughs> oh, no. I have this very like, uh, interesting, like love to hate it relationship with that, uh, with that franchise now. Yeah. I'm actually kind of really excited because I want to watch Sword Art Online now. <laughs> like yeah, I, I, know, oh, no. I know exactly what I'm getting into, but yeah, I'm excited for the idea that when they make a season three, um, then I get to talk about it. Uh, here's the thing, though, is that Sword Art Online is not good as a so bad it's good show. Like, it's just boring most of the time. Like, a lot of it is just characters sitting around talking. So it's not the kind of show you can watch and, like, really get a laugh out of it. But um, if you do want to do that, I recommend the PSP games that they made for it because those are fucking hilarious. And uh, <laughs> Nobody owns a PSP. I do. Well, they, they remade them on the PS4, so you can get them on there for relatively yeah. cheap. Uh, I, I'm a fucking Sony fanboy, and I bought a PS4 when there were no games for it. But hey, um, I get PT now, so... Oh. piece of gaming history. I don't have PT, but... Whoa, so it's saved? Yeah, on I there? have it saved. Oh, crap. You can sell it on eBay for a ton. No, you know, that actually, everyone listed it on eBay for a ton, but from what I heard, no one actually sold any. Like, everyone <laughs> kept making, like, thinking that it would make the game rare and it would be, like, super worth something, but there were actually so many people who had downloaded PT that uh, that no one could actually sell it for those insane prices they were trying yeah. to It was kind of like hard. back when... um. Back when Flappy Bird was a thing and it got like yeah. deleted off the app store and people would sell like phones with Flappy Bird, the app downloaded on it for like thousands of dollars on eBay, like in hoping that people would want to buy a phone for that much just for a free app game. Yeah, that <laughs> most people had already downloaded by then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. that's the problem with digital content. Man, I'll say of the PS4 though that for a console, every, everyone always says, you know, it has no games and I, I kind of... I was afraid to buy it because I knew that reputation, but I, I just kind of had money to throw around. So I bought a PS4, 
And then I ended up getting, within like a day, more games for that console than I had for the entire last console generation. Um, not that I'm the biggest gamer in the world, obviously, but uh, I ended up with a lot of PS4 games, so I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, and they're going to, I think they're starting to re- um, release more PS3 remasters for it. And uh, Yeah, I mean, some of the ones I got were just those, so it doesn't exactly count. Yeah. Oh. Although that, uh, were you guys there were for, uh, when the PS3 first came out? <laughs> Did anybody buy a PS3? So here's a giant enemy um, crab. Ridge Racer! <laughs> My cousin bought the PS3, like, the same month it came out, and we were excited, and we realized there's not that many good games. No, yeah, it took like a year and a half. It was cross-compatible. I remember, like, uh, six months after the PS3 released, uh, Screw Attack made a top ten best PS3 games. And for the top ten... I've seen that. Uh, th- there was no ten ranking. There was no nine ranking. Uh, number eight was th- the Superman, the 80s Superman movie on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> And the rest were actual PS3 games. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like to have a PS3 in 2006. Number 10. Number 9. Hey, Anson Tom. What? There's not a game here either. Number 8. Now, this is a game. Virtual Fighter 5, all the levels, characters, wait, and play wait, so wait, 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 wait. It's selling 360. It's not exclusive. Number 7. I recommend the uh, the YouTube video PS4 Man uh, about it's a it's a song about <laughs> the PS4. It says, um, "Sell us a game for the PS4. Give us a game to buy." It's uh it's about how Bloodborne is the only game on the PS4. Recommended from my good friend, <laughs> best guy ever. Check his channel out. He's oh, a that was a, a lovely singing voice. Actually, what the heck? Yeah, that was nice. I uh I can sing. I like to see. show off. <laughs> you gotta show off your talents on the Pizza Party podcast. <laughs> yeah, we we get so much talent, um, and we get everybody gets picked up here. This is where their careers start. Yeah, this is where the Beatles started. And this is Lady Gaga was a guest here a long yeah. time ago. She was really into weeaboos <laughs> and stuff. We had her on, so. <laughs> she seems like she'd be into that. Yeah, definitely. Did you, bro? Do you have any upcoming videos? Um, I try not to talk about my upcoming videos because of this phenomenon that uh, once I learned about it, I immediately identified it as something that affects me, which is that when you talk about something that you're planning to do, it releases the same endorphins in your brain that you would get from actually doing it. Yes, so I know about achieve- that. Yeah, you achieve the same satisfaction. And for me, whenever I describe in like the more detail I describe something into someone else, the more I feel like I've already done it and like I mentally can move past it. So uh, I make a point that if there's a project that's not completed yet or it's not like in the final stages where like I know it's definitely going to happen, then uh, I won't talk about it. But I I can talk about one video that's going to come out very soon, which is sort of a, an in-depth analysis of the first episode of Steins Gate and why it's really good. Um, because a lot of people seem to think that show doesn't get good till later. And I disagree. Okay. No, that's yeah. that's interesting you, you bring in that up because uh i noticed that a lot where i'll be talking about something for a while and then i'll be like well i can't work on this video or this project for a month and then by the time it's time to work on it i'm like yeah but it's 
I feel like it's it, it's finished and it's not. Yeah. And it like gives you this weird sense of completion when you've done it's absolutely like nothing. I could never put into words, but have felt. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of strange. But it, it is a real thing. Like that's. Yeah, I read about it on the uh, the website. You are not so smart, which is like a sort of fun pop psych website that tells you about all the ways that your brain fucks you essentially and uh it's really interesting i recommend reading all of it but that was the one that's like the most actionable that i read that and i went i'm gonna not talk about the things i work on anymore (laughs) yeah i I call this problem the website called you are not so smart i call that google so (laughs) (laughs) so basically you don't want to just like rent it out here you want to save it for the video essentially yeah just um you know don't like i've had a lot of times where i promised i was going to make a video i was like oh yeah i'm i'm working on this thing and it's going to be great and then it uh and then it never comes out so i can only mention the steins gate one because it's already in the final editing stages so that'll be out probably um around the same time as this pod. I don't know. How long how long into the future are these released? How long are these pre-recorded? Oh, this Tuesday. Okay, so yeah, it'll probably be out uh, maybe the next day or so. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Although for me I'm I'm always a person who wants to like recycle everything I said. Like if a joke works with one person, I'm going to keep using that for every single person I meet and right. rant about the same thing. I do every, I think everybody does that. But okay, for my next video, it's a, a review of Duckman. Yes, I'm so excited for this. <laughs> does anyone know what Duckman is? Skin, no humor, pansies. You tell them an icebreaker or two about women's libbers, gays, environmentalists, several minorities, the homeless, couple of religions, anorexics, obese people, the handicapped, old farts, baldness, and people who walk real goofy because they just had a vasectomy, and suddenly they get all sensitive, like I'd offended one of them or something. Makes you wonder why they even asked me to talk in the first place. Wasn't it community service for that incident with the ladder at the second story window of the girl's dormitory? I told the judge that was sort of case-related, in a way. What the hell is Duckman? I have no idea what Duckman is. Oh, it was so, it's so 90s. It was on USA Network. Did you see it when it was on, Jim? Oh, yeah. I watched it a lot when I was on. I was like, it was in the 90s. It was like USA's big original show. And like, it was on late nights at first. But I think late nights, I was like a kid. So late nights was like 1030 or something. You know, it was like elementary school when it was on. And I'd watch it. Um, and then they started playing it more. It was around that time when South Park hit and networks were like, what adult cartoons do we have? And they played Duckman a lot because they're like, this is an adult cartoon kind of. But I remember it's very 90s and it's humor and it's I think it was a little esoteric. I remember there's one episode where they said like like the like the drama in the episode had gotten weird, like a 50s movie that. No one remembered the title of but always caught at 2 a.m. in the morning. And I was like, that's so weird. It's just it was a weird st- but it has the Klasky I don't know if it was Klasky Klasky Chupo. Was it them? Yeah, the guys who made Rugrat Power oh, okay. that animation studio. Because it's cool and Jason Alexander's the lead, um, right in prime Seinfeld fame. So I, I remember yeah. liking it, but I haven't seen it in a, a good like a, a long probably since the nineties. But I'm curious like to see a review of it and all that stuff. What did you think of it? I kind of consider it like the nineties Bojack Horseman. Like it's very much in the similar style of it. Like it's just a cynical asshole who has some like sympathetic moments with his family and stuff. And like um, this came out before South Park and Family Guy, so there wasn't really any raunchy comedies back then. I mean, no. As bad as it got was The Simpsons, and that wasn't really all that Cause, extreme. Because didn't it start before Space Ghost? 
Like what? What year did Duckman start? Ninety four. Coast to Coast came out in ninety four, so it's like the same era. But Duckman got a lot more attention. Like, like Space Ghost didn't really blow up till a couple years out. So mm-hmm. because USA really wanted Duckman to become a thing, but it was in like people cared a lot less about USA. So yeah, it was on a channel nobody really cared about. I saw a. I actually saw an ad for Comedy Central. Um, I was watching an old tape of a mystery science theater and they had an ad for County Central and they said like like USA the USA network brings down the country's name with its bad reviews of its terrible programming but here at Comedy Central we don't let our bad reviews bring down the name of America and I was like that's that's kind of funny but I was like what USA shows were they referring to I don't even know it's like a weird diss ad like your show sucks <laughs> But our show sucked too, but at least we're not called USA, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's very bladed. Yeah. If anyone w- watching this likes Bojack Horseman, uh, look up uh, Duckman. I mean, you can find all the episodes on YouTube since, I don't know, I guess they just uploaded them officially, maybe. The cool thing about early 90s cable is that there wasn't really, uh, no, it was like the Wild West. They were kind of just letting people make these weird shows. And like something like Duckman might not have been able to happen now, but it could happen then because they're like, well, let's see what sticks, like what's getting pitched to us. Because a lot of bigger people weren't going to pitch shows to USA then, you know? So it was like kind of, it was, a. I actually like 90s cable a lot because it's just like you'd get all these weirder, odder shows that I don't now would be like, like on streaming or YouTube or something, but then we're like on big, what you know, bigger networks. So, although I think Duckman could have succeeded if it came out today on like Adult Swim, like it would actually have an audience for itself uh, instead of just being like the only animated show on this one niche channel nobody watches. I mean, also consider in the 90s, like one of the biggest cable shows in '94 was Tales from the Crypt. Like, it was a way different time than it is now. You guys want to get into the news? Sure. Okay. Yeah. This is CNN. All right. So, news. There isn't really all that much news, but um, first I'll say is uh, we had the Fan Junk playlist. If anybody has any f- videos pertaining to Rebel Taxi, the podcast, or whatever, just mail them to me at rebeltaxi@yahoo.com, and I'll put them in the playlist, and that's linked in the description. But also, we have the Fan DeviantArt and the Fan Reddit in the description. But for news, uh, if anyone remembers this thing called Mighty Magisword, it's it's a bunch of shorts on Cartoon Network's app. Yeah, I know that stuff. One of my friends works on that. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, um, it's um, David Baron Art at Tumblr.com. Give him a little plug here. Go check him out. But um, yeah, I know it is like the web shorts. I haven't really watched much of it myself. Yeah, it's a bunch. Of, it's a series of web shorts on uh, Cartoon Network's apps, and I think their online website. Uh, basically, these two pe- these guys who have like different magic swords, like accordion sword, fish sword, and that's the whole show. But now that's going to be an entire series on its own. So, you know. There's also hope for Liquid Plaza Turbo. Hopefully, because I feel like that has more people behind it than Mighty Magiswords did. Okay, yeah. next news. Um, does anyone remember that movie, Nomeo and Juliet? Oh, uh, God. Yes. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I Vaguely. feel unfortunate to even know it existed. This was basically the story of Nome- uh, Romeo and Juliet, but with gnomes, and it was a CGI movie that came out like 2011 or so. Garden gnomes, specifically. 
right? Yeah, garden gnomes, porcelain gnomes. But uh, they're making a spin-off sequel, oh. Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> How did they even get enough money to warrant a sequel, though? Like Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> they're just going to remake all of classic literature with gnomes. To quote I mean, um, the ever-lovely Mike Stolaska, movies make me want to be dead. Please tell me it'll be playing in January, so it can be a fuck you, it's January. Well, the last one came out in no, February, we... so, right? Around January. Close enough. Yeah, close pretty enough. close. I'm trying to find out. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Romeo <laughs> Juliet cost $36 million to make and had a box office return of $194 million. That's a really cheap for an animated movie, only thirty million. Yeah, oh but it made a hundred thirty million, no, hundred ninety-four million dollars. That's why they're making a sequel. Bro, oh that's God. Really I think that's more than the Good Dinosaur made, actually. It is. It is more. It is more. Ouch. <laughs> Well, I, ah. I discovered before you came in, I, I realized when I looked at Finding Dory's box office, it actually made more in one weekend than a good dinosaur. Eat your heart out, Pixar. <laughs> Shit, everyone just eats, it just rips on the good dinosaur. Didn't you label a video a good dinosaur bombs? I made it the most extreme thumbnail ever, <laughs> like the dinosaur exploding, <laughs> saying, oh, yeah. uh, good dinosaur bombs is Pixar fucking dead. <laughs> They were like, they're like, fuck clickbait. it, we're just doing sequels. Like the most extreme version of clickbait. Like it's not a look. If it's self-aware, it's not clickbait. It's it's satirical. You know, you have to have at least four red arrows in a red circle to make it real clickbait. Though, let's be honest. It's like ultimate clickbait. <laughs> I'm looking at a the Nomeo and Juliet Sherlock gnomes thing. Apparently, they're gonna have Sherlock gnomes be voiced by Johnny Depp, but I have to wonder if that's gonna change now <laughs> with his reputation. Shit. Oh, his reputation. That's um, probably he supposedly beat job. his uh, wife. Follow oh, I heard. Oh, I thought that. I thought you meant reputation of making shitty movies. No, I meant <laughs> I meant his reputation as a woman beater that has recently. Or, or is it like the combination? There, like I not only do I both. Did, not only did I not like sitting through pretty much everything he's been through in the past five years, I also don't like him as a person. I feel as though like uh, Johnny Depp and um, Tim Burton have both just lost their ways. Like no one really cares about their movies anymore. They're not the big box office draws they used to be. No, not at all. I remember watching a uh, late night talk show with um, some of my family and Johnny Depp came on and the applause literally went on for like a solid minute. And it was like and now it's just like, oh, Johnny Depp, who cares? They just over liked him. And I think a lot of it has to do with that. He kept delaying being in big movies in the 90s when he was like. When he could have, he kept rejecting them. And then when he, like, became famous for Jack Sparrow, it was just like, like, people were just so excited for him to be a movie star. It was just ridiculous. Like, then Charlie Chocolate Factory, then those awful pirate sequels. And I don't know why people liked it. I don't know how that went on for so long. It just I mean, aren't they making a new one? Oh, yeah, they are. They are. Oh. I think they've already shot it. They kind of try to recapture the magic of Johnny Depp in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean with that one L- Lone Ranger movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. That was terrible. That they they like oh. that. That is totally uh, a dumb Hollywood thing where they really didn't want uh, that director. This is the director of the Pirates movies and Johnny Depp to go to an 
other studio, which they were threatening to do to make Lone Ranger of all things. And Disney was like, well, they made us a lot of money, so we better make this movie. It's like, guys, you should have just said, no, this sounds awful. <laughs> like, and let another studio handle it. But Disney just was like, no, we'll die on this sword for Johnny and Gorver <laughs> yeah, also play like a Native American person on Lone Ranger, even though yes. he's like white. It's 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 so bad. Okay, well, actually, they painted him red, <laughs> and then on top of that, they painted him white again. So that's like double jumping ethnicities there. It's literally it was, like uh, what's going on with the Ghost in the Shell thing right now, but just I'm with not, makeup instead of CG. <laughs> no, they're not gonna do that. Oh yeah, speaking of that, did you, bro? Um, what did you think of that whole debacle? Did you make a video yeah. on it? Um, I have not made a video on it, but uh, I am fascinated with it because um, I'm a big fan of Ghost in the Shell. And I, as soon as they announced this movie in the beginning, like, I thought it's just going to be fucking Lucy. Like, that's all it's going to be because it's it's going to be a Hollywood take on um, Ghost in the Shell, which means they're going to take they're going to look at it and they're going to say it's a strong uh, female protagonist. And they mean strong as in she kicks people's asses. Um, so it's just going to be like a cool chick kicking people's asses. And that's going to be the movie. There's not going to be any intellectual depth to it. Then they got Scarlett Johansson on, the who played Lucy, and then they got her co-star from Lucy to play Bato, and I went, okay, well, there's all of my suspicions confirmed. Um, and then, uh, for some reason, I mean, I knew that Scarlett Johansson was supposed to play her for like a year and a half, but then it was when the pictures emerged that people started making a stink about the fact that it was a white person um, playing Motoko. And the funny thing about that particular complaint is that Motoko is a cyborg who changes bodies all the time. So it could have very easily been justified that if they were going to set a movie in the U.S. and if they had any understanding of Ghost in the Shell, which I'm sure the writers don't and they're not going to do any of this, but they could very easily have said, well, she went into a white person's body <laughs> to go to the U.S. because <laughs> she wanted to fit in or something. You know, like Motoko uh-huh. changes bodies all the time. There's a part in a the last um, standalone complex movie, Solid State Society, where she's controlling like six bodies at once. So there's no reason she couldn't be a white person of all characters. Um, And that, you know, Motoko is like, she's not super Asian looking of a character to begin with. And her design has also been different in just about every single iteration of Ghost in the Shell. So like, if there was any character I didn't give a fuck about being white, it's Motoko. The problem is everything else with the movie. And the, the part that really offends me the most is that the laughing man is the villain. Um, and I've read like a synopsis of the movie and it sounds like it's like the laughing man wants to topple the government. It's super hacking. And I'm like, great. So uh, took one of the most like complex villain ideas ever from standalone complex season one, which was that he was this um, – younger guy who was trying to spread awareness of this certain thing that had happened um, to him and a bunch of other kids and he was trying to make the world realize it and doing so through hacking and through uh, creating a chain of events that all looked like they were done by the same person when they were actually perpetrated by different people. It's this whole fucking societal idea thing. Like the whole season was about exploring the concept of the laughing man. Uh, and they're going to boil that down to uh, yet another Julian Assange based um, hacker guy, like the bad guy from Skyfall. You know, that's all it's going to be, uh-huh. but like a cheap, shitty version um, that has the laughing man's name on it. So yeah, the movie's going to be fucking garbage, but. I don't care about uh, Johansson being white. Can't wait for Akira. <laughs> oh. Anime adaptations will be like 
take. I mean, it's like we haven't even gotten a good video game movie yet. I don't think if they're going to start uh, doing. Didn't we get adaptation. one? What? Uh, shit. Imagine I don't remember. People say Angry Birds is really good. You better not say Warcraft or I'm going to kill you. I, I just feel like it takes a while for Hollywood to really understand these things. And like the guy, the guy who's directing Ghost in the Shell is the guy who did Snow White and the Huntsman. And like uh, right when I heard he, he was involved, I was like, I'm sure it will look pretty, but it will not be a good movie. And until they have somebody who like is really I, into I anime. We, and Yeah, I think. Well, I'm a huge fan of the Speed Racer movie. That's my favorite oh, movie of all true. time. Speed, so I think that's awesome. a great anime adaptation. And obviously the Wachowskis get anime on some level, even if, uh, you know, the Matrix was inspired by Ghost in the Shell, but is not at all like it really uh, in terms of concept. But I, yeah. I would love it if fucking um, what's his name? Uh, the guy who did the Avatar not not Avatar adaptation, James but James Cameron. Um, he's been supposed to be making a Battle Angel Alita movie that he got the rights to like 15 years ago. And that would be fucking awesome. Like, I think Rodriguez this, is doing that. Robert Rodriguez. Really? Did he like hand it over that. to him or something or hire him for um, it? Either one of them would be pretty cool for it because it's like a 90s uh, cyberpunk sort of like – fairly schlocky like it's nothing special in terms of like high thematic ideas it's just like a really cool fun cyberpunk um like post-apocalypse story so like there's no reason james cameron couldn't do a perfect job with that and it would probably be a solid anime adaptation and uh and edge of tomorrow was pretty okay that was based on a light novel so. oh that's true edge of tomorrow was i like forgot about i that. like edge of tomorrow yeah oh, it's kind of i, thought, of, it was, I thought the manga came first i have i've have all you need is kill sitting on my shelf and I yeah it, yet it was a it was a light novel first and then uh there was a manga adaptation and then the uh and then the film but yeah they're they're all they're all fairly different but they're all very tight short stories um i would say that I don't think I like the f- like the, the the novel has a very different character from the film because the novel is like this very angry teenage thing where it's like the main character is just like constantly screaming fuck everything fuck you fuck the enemy fuck everything going on it's like a war is hell kind of a story but from the perspective of like a 20 something gamer who's like pissed off at a video game you know so Nero's Q but uh, <laughs> Oh, what was that? I missed that joke. Oh, uh, Nero, uh, he's our, he's a friend. Nero's, he's, he's, a- he makes critique the critic videos, basically. Okay. Yeah, and he's not, and he's. It ends on his character, uh, which is a reaper, uh, slicing p- people's heads off, and so far his only videos are critiquing my Powerpuff video. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I, I heard some of your podcasts with that guy. <laughs> he's using like a voice Close. modifier, right? His voice is not yeah. that deep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's people in the comments who who are speculating that's just Jim doing the thing, but no, that was really Neuros. I'm actually really <laughs> offended about that because I would have, I would have been a lot funnier if I had done news. Uh-huh. I think it would have been a lot better. I would have made it weird, you know. I don't know. Be if a that much better improv actor. If that was gonna be my Chris Gaines, it would have been better because I've always I, wanted a Chris Gaines. And if that's people think that's my Chris Gaines, I'm offended. I would have been. I'm just very offended. I, I got to say, I, you know, I, I listened to some of that podcast and then I went over to that guy's channel and yeah, I saw that it was just, just videos of him like being mad at you. And I was like, I thought it was interesting. You guys brought him on the show when, uh, <laughs> like his only content was shitting on you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my idea. Yeah. Nolan did it. Yeah. It's I'm all curious, my fault. Has he made another video yet or is it just those two still? He said his next video is going to be him like commenting on JonTron or something so it's like he's gonna have a big storm coming 
I bet he thinks that he'll get on all these people's channels and it'll eventually be a big YouTube person. That's his theory. We'll see I've if seen that people trying to do Maybe. exactly that, so I would not be too entirely surprised. Actually, yeah, like well, that drama alert guy. I mean, he's made a whole career out of it. So, going back to um, Ghost in the Shell, um, how do you usually respond when people say, "Well, this anime character has big eyes, so they can't be Asian"? Oh man, it's it's just like a kind of a like I think a fundamental misunderstanding of like both what a- obviously it's an Asian stereotype that they all have small eyes. And then also a stereotype on anime that that the eyes are like super huge or whatever. Like it, it, usually anime eyes are kind of almond shaped in a way, which is like mm-hmm. here's the best way I can put it. Go look at some Japanese cosplayers. They look like anime characters. Like when when Japanese girls do like the super nice cosplay of anime, they look just like the characters from the show. And if you look at white girls doing the same cosplays, they don't look like the characters from the show most of the time because the shape of the eye is more important than the size of it, really. it's And when, when the Japanese draw characters who are not supposed to be Japanese, they look very different. They usually, like, Americans or British people always have, like, boxier eyes. Um, usually not even necessarily, like, they don't usually have bigger eyes. Even Japanese people have pretty big eyes. <laughs> if you uh, if you watch enough Japanese dramas and stuff, you'll realize that um, the small slanty eyes thing that Asian stereotype does not really apply to Japan that much. Um, so yeah, I, I just think it's a. I've seen some other videos like explaining exactly what I'm saying right now um, that you can probably track down. But yeah, I, I just think. It's all based on stereotypes and people not a not knowing what a Japanese person looks like and b having a uh, not enough appreciation for what is distinct about anime designs um, and just sort of seeing the big eyes and going oh their eyes are giant they're they're white people you know it's also more of a stylistic thing since I mean think about Charlie Brown like by that logic you can say that Charlie Brown is Asian or like Finn from Adventure Time and stuff yeah it's just. Yeah, it's weird. It's a it's a weird thing and I think when you watch enough anime, you you'll you'll eventually appreciate that like even like the skin tones because people always say they look like they're light skinned and it's like, well, not everyone in Japan is dark skinned and if you look at uh idols and like Japanese like like famous Japanese women are typically light skinned. Like they they tend towards like a a like their standard of beauty is like the fairer skinned people a lot of the time, you know. Um so anime characters, to me, they look exactly like Asian people or like Japanese people, rather. Like I, I look at a, an anime character and I see uh, a an artist rendering of a Japanese person and I know I can pick out a Japanese rendering of an American immediately upon looking at it. And not just because they always wear a cowboy hat and six American flags and carry <laughs> a gun and say, howdy, when they show up. <laughs> I think back to um I, I think I forget what that Sega uh, PlayStation One video game was called School Fight School Rumble I think but there was just this American girl who uh, had blonde hair and their outfit is just like an American flag uh, wow. wrestling suit just red white and blue Americans like, <laughs> like any American that shows up at a Japanese show is like the most stereotyped possible thing it's always bright blonde hair blue eyes some kind of flag some kind of cowboy attire they swear too much they love guns uh, that's <laughs> like Bandit the Keith. perspective of us. Yeah, Bandit Keith is a perfect example of a, an American character as re- represented in Japan. In America. 
I went down to the game shop and I saw Yugi Moto and he was all like, It's time to duel! And I'm like, in America! It's like my favorite trope in anime, though, honestly. Yeah, it's great. It's great as an American because you can look at it. It's like, you know, it's to me, I'm highly entertained by the idea that this is what we look like to the rest of the world. You know? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And Mimi from Digimon, she had a cowboy hat. Was she American, though? I don't I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. They made it clear that she was American. I haven't seen Digimon in like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that old. I don't know how we got on this topic, but yeah. Nomi and Juliet. So are you excited for Sherlock Gnomes? Because <laughs> no. I think we can like expand on this and make other forms of literature into uh, Gnomes. I want Lolita to be a gnome. <laughs> so Gnome Lita? Gnome Lita, yes. <laughs> that one could be the anime one. <laughs> That's how you get me watching. Good one, Digi Brocoon. <laughs> I'm I'm just looking over at my book collection, like the picture of Nomi and Gray or something. Like I'm trying to picture find a book. Nomi and Gray. <laughs> the Necronomicon of mice and gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> the secret garden gnome. The gnome with the pearl earring. Gnome holes. The gnome version of holes. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> oh, 50. Gnome I Twilight. Stop Can't even think about it. it could be 50 gnomes of gnomes. <laughs> 50 gnomes darker. 50 shades of gnome. No, I just wanted 50, 50 gnomes of gnome because, because that'll be funnier. Because there'll be a lot of gnomes. The Chronicles of Gnome, the Lion, the Witch, and the Gnome. <laughs> We the need- fellowship of the gnome. It's time to stop. People in the comments, please uh, suggest your classic literature remade into garden gnomes. Yeah, your parents. Who the gnome or your parents? If Sherlock gnomes it becomes a big success, like this could branch off into so many properties. Yeah, I mean it could be like people remake stuff in Lego, so why not gnomes? There could be. Everyone loves gnomes. You know, I can't get excited for Sherlock gnomes, but I can get excited for that Sherlock Pikachu game. Have you guys seen that thing? That oh yeah, it looks so cute. I have no idea what the fuck that thing is, but it looks awesome. <laughs> I want it badly because it's want Pikachu that. with like a deep surly voice, and he's speaking. English. I don't understand. I want the petition to go through it's to have Jeff. Danny DeVito. Um, yes, I want Pikachu. that too. <laughs> I think I signed that petition. <laughs> See, he would. I think he would do it. I think he would do it. Danny DeVito the, the will do is, anything. Would they hire him to do it? Did, didn't someone actually go up to Danny DeVito and ask him, and he just said, "What the fuck's a Pokemon?" <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want to believe that it really did happen. I can believe it. But uh, yeah. So that's all for the news. But um, you guys want to get into the questions because we have a lot of time to spare. Um, Nomeo and Juliet was the only news. Was it <laughs> any other? Definitely definitely oh, oh, wait, Samurai Jack. Samurai oh, Jack. We have some more. news, actually. We should talk about that. Yeah, so the upcoming Samurai Jack, which there's no definitive release date. They're, they're still working on it. There was uh, a panel at some anime con somewhere. And they said, first off, it's going to take place 50 years into the future. And Jack does not age. He lost his uh, sword, and that's going to be a plot point to find it. And it's going to be a 10-episode series to uh, finally give it a proper ending. Wait, so it's 50 yeah. years in the future from the future where it already took yeah. place? Is that just so We're they can, like, deeper into the... like, show us, like, what happened to the people that he interacted with before, but now in the future? I don't know. It seems likely. Pretty much. So, wait, it happens in the future, but Jack doesn't age or Why anything? doesn't he age? 
that's going to be a plot point. Of the, uh, that's what I've heard. Okay. But, yeah, we'll see. But I'm, I'm, I'm just want to see like a trailer or something. Like, uh, I remember some artist saying that uh, it's not going to be done in uh, hand painted uh, cells and actual paint. It's going to be done on computerized. But they're going to try to replicate the old style as best as they can. So I mean, it has Gindy Tartakovsky working on it. So I have confidence in it. It's going to be way better than the reboot of Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Well, it, it doesn't take like much a, to be better than that, though. Let's be yeah, honest that's, here. That's not a high bar. They say it's still going to be it's going to be sl- more violent, but it's still going to be, you know, lighthearted and not going to be super dark serious. But still, it'll be they'll be able to get away with more stuff on screen. More. I was wondering about that because I saw like from the few screenshots they showed the first one was like Jack covered in blood and stuff. And I was just like, I mean, yeah, you can get away with it, but. I hope it's well, not just Well, I like, mean, he spent a considerable amount of time covered in oil in the yeah, original. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I hope they bring Phil Lamar back. I'm sure they will. I don't know who they're going to get for Aku, though. They, they've, I mean, they've replaced Aku several times. Oh, yeah. I forget, like, um, for Uncle Iroh in um, Legend of Korra, did, did the voice sound just like Iroh? I don't remember. It's been a while. It, sound, it sounded okay, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure they can find somebody who can sound like Aku like he used to. I mean, didn't, like, they replace Aku halfway through, like, the original show either way, like, the voice? Oh, no, that was for Avatar. Uh, I'm trying to remember a, 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 a good Aku line. <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. Samurai Jack! <laughs> Why have you come to fight me? Christ. <laughs> we have our new voice actor. I just remembered uh, the show Duck Dodgers with Daffy Duck. Um, there was an episode where Daffy Duck hits his head on something and he ends up in Samurai Jack's art style and basically trying to fight Aku. And I think it was done by the same animation team. Cause... Man, were those at the same time? That show oh, felt yeah. older than Samurai Jack to me. Around 2002 or so. That was a great show, Duck Dodgers. Like, yeah. that's the best Looney Tunes spinoff series. Yeah, I think I like Looney Tunes show. And one half century. Nice. <laughs> You're just going to show off that you it can ta- see. It's just taking me back, man. I haven't seen that show yeah. in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, Tom Jones did sing the intro theme to Duck Dodgers. Questions. If anybody has any questions, be sure to comment with. The- oh wait, should we should we have talked about Finding Dory? Or did I say that already? Sorry. Oh fuck yeah, Finding Dory. Or or did you want to talk about that in Warcraft? Or I'm sorry. Sh- oh, yeah. Should we just ignore? Well, like, should we uh, just ignore this and move on? <laughs> yeah. Just okay. ignore animation. We don't need to know anything okay. about that. Okay. Warcraft was news. And uh, you know okay. news. Finding Dory made a lot of money that I'm not getting, so I don't really care. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> Pixar movie makes a lot of money. Now, that's a headline right there. Jim, you saw Finding Dory. How was it? It was a fun sequel, but, like, it's still kind of like, Pixar, what are you doing? Like, I'm just a little, like, sick of... It, it was weird because it's them... Remember original ideas? Yeah. Remember I mean, that was a thing? It's like them, beat for beat, doing Finding Nemo. Like, they do... It's like the same story structure. I mean, it's a different movie, but like That's if you look at like. the 
if you look at the story structure of it, it's like almost identical. And it's sad when the studio that was super original is now uh, trying to be themselves. Right. And you're like, what happened? But one funny thing, I said this to Nolan earlier, but Pixar has now made all the sequels. Pixar has now made all the, um, sorry, Pixar has now made all the sequels that Disney was threatening to make when they were going to break up. They themselves have now made them all, which is Toy Story 3, Monster Universe, Monsters, Inc. 2, and Finding Nemo 2. So they've actually made them all themselves. Which is kind of like a super sad, like, wow, what's going on yeah. with you guys? I'm, I'm, I don't know. It. Well, I was watching it because uh, I saw at least like earlier in the week. It, it, it made me a little depressed because it's like this is still entertaining. It's not a bad movie, but it makes you go, what the fuck happened? Anyway, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Did you uh, just at like a Monsters University? At least that one like was a different movie. Like, whereas Toy Story 3 is Toy Story 2 and Finding Dory, from what you've described, is Finding Nemo. At least Monsters U wasn't just Monsters, Inc. again, but... But I wouldn't... I Like, I've never watched Monsters University since I saw it yeah. in theaters. Like, yeah, Toy I mean, Story it's not 3. a great movie, but it's, you know, at least it wasn't the exact same movie that I they mean, had already made. I, I think Toy Story 3 is still a really good movie, but, like, conceptually, there's no reason to make a Finding Nemo 2. And Toy Story 3, at least they found a conceptual reason. And I think that's right. the, the fault of. But I don't I'm not yeah. I'm not a big. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I like Finding Nemo. I think I know it's not the most uh, respected in animation Pixar movie, but I still like it a lot. It's not. I always felt like people are always like want to disregard it because of how popular it is. Hipsters. They're yeah. all. Pro- I mean, every. Just have to disregard every Pixar movie at that well, rate. That, They're all that one's like that one sold like what forty million on DVD. It's like that one's like ridiculously popular. I mean, Finding Nemo is like really huge. I know yeah. Cars was like yeah. the highest grossing film of all time in terms of product sales. Like, Jeez. yeah, like Over there's five, no yeah. movie that has had more tie-in sales than Cars, as far as I know. I mean, it's just a simple concept. Cars, everyone. <laughs> Kids love cars already, so that kind of just enhances everything. Yeah, all you gotta do is take a Hot Wheels and slap a face on it and sell it for fifty cents more, and you're done. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That cars thing, like with the merchandise, always weirded me out because it was like, you know, when I was a kid around two thousand six, they were still playing like commercials for like toys for Cars One until yeah. like you know two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It's just like this movie's like three, four years old. Why do people? Why is Disney still pushing it? And I was like, oh, merchandising. Yeah. I, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah, but in terms of like Pixar movies, everyone seems to disregard. Like, I think back to like um, a Bug's Life. Everyone seems to just like brush yeah, that, that off one I don't really hear about at all. That's like no, oddly Bug, not talked about. Bug's Life, I, I I didn't see for a while because of that because people were like acting like it wasn't important. But then I when I saw it, I was like, I actually really like Bug's Life. And now they're doing a live action remake with the Magnificent Seven, so that's interesting. <laughs> Oh, I thought, I thought they were going to do a live-action remake of Bugs Life. No, I was joking. Because it's all the the Seven Samurai. Sorry. Um, oh, yeah, I, I know. But oh, like, okay. I thought you were going to say that. Oh, my God. Is the Bugs Life like a, based on Seven Samurai? Like That yeah, kind of makes that. sense now that you've mentioned it. And no, it I, is. I haven't yeah. seen that movie in 20 years. But oh, man. <laughs> the no, theme of the show today, there, apparently. Um, there's there's Samurai some, 7. I love that anime. But yeah. I don't know. It's It's interesting. Uh, that one, because if you look at that one, it has like so much of a legacy because of what it does, like takes that classic seven samurai story 
and use it. And I, I don't know, I like Bugs Life. But I think Good Dinosaur is going to be another one where in 20 years there's going to be all these like fandoms about is it. Is that movie it, any good? Because I've always heard it's just not good. It's not, it's not that bad, but it's not. I think it does the whole dinosaur being lost thing, but it takes it in a more interesting way. I mean, clearly it's trying to do the problem with dinosaur movies after land before time is they all like Disney's dinosaur. It does the same thing. Like they're not looking for the great Valley, but instead they're looking for whatever this movie calls the great Valley or something. Yeah. And in this is just him basically did the same shit. Oh, I never saw Ice Age. Are those good? I never no. got the information. <laughs> no. So I just, I avoided that franchise. When I see the, the trailers for the new one and they say it's the stirring conclusion to the trilogy, and I'm like, oh, I'm staying away from this garbage. Chil- There's like five of them. How could it be a trilogy? I've had enough of that fucking squirrel. Oh, the John Leguizamo squirrel? Uh. No, 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 that's, uh, he plays the sloth, but that's oh. squirrel that you, all, you always see teasers for, trying to get his nuts. Isn't yeah. PewDiePie okay. supposed to do a voice in the new Ice Age? Like, I kept on what hearing that. Fuck? Like, no, oh, I went oh, to... Oh, man, his... I almost broke my earphones. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, what? Uh, I don't know, I remember hearing on his IMDB, because I looked it up for some morbid reason, that, um... He was supposed to do a voice for Ice Age 5, but this was like two years ago. So it was like Ice Age 5. Well, that's not going to happen. But it's like I wouldn't put it past him. And yet here it is. (laughs) Coming soon. Coming soon. Aliens. (laughs) Yeah. That's how you know they're running out of ideas. They're going into space. That studio that that made Ice Age, they got nothing else going on. Like, I forget what their other movie was. They made Uh, Peanuts. What, Blue Sky? Who yeah. did? Wait, who did peanuts? Blue sky, blue sky. Uh, okay, oh. so they have that. That's all they got, and then five more Ice Age movies. Possibly, it's never gonna end. Yeah, they don't. It's never gonna fucking end. <laughs> oh, Ferdinand. I guess based on Ferdinand the Bull and Anubis. What the hell is that? The Anubis trap tapestry. I don't know what that is. Oh man, I for- I forgot they made epic. Oh, wow, that was a movie, but hey, I'm going to be in the new Ice Age. I was in the other one. It's me, John Aguizamo. Do these people have, like, um, any other roles besides being an Ice Age anymore? Does Ray Romano have anything else He's going on? He's in vinyl. Uh, big show on Showtime? Oh. Something like that? Oh, that H- Yeah, nobody watched that show. That was- No, every- yeah. everybody's watching that show. It's still on. Really? My parents watch it anyway. Oh, everybody, you mean your parents. Yeah, well, I, my parents are very plebbed here, so I assume that anything they watch is something everyone is watching. No, I think I don't think it did. It's out, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it did that well, but Ray Romano, mainly what he does now is he uh, goes to his mailbox and gets checks for Everybody Loves Raven syndication, I guess, you know. I don't know. He's like, oh, it played on TBS again. Ha ha. Yeah, I assume that's how everyone from Seinfeld is now. Like, I don't think they do anything. They just live off their Seinfeld and B-movie money. Except for uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus has beef, but I think she, she's the... And Jason Alexander is real hyped for that Duckman review coming out, so you can get some Duckman residuals. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if, like, uh, Jason Alexander really cares about Duckman, like... I saw an interview with him, and he, he was saying, yeah, Duckman used to air on this show on uh, UPN, which is a channel no one really watches. And I'm thinking, it's not UPN, you asshole. Like he did, <laughs> you say. He was just doing it, like, as weekend work. 
I think so. Like, he, he admitted in an interview, well, in the bonus features of the DVD, saying that he auditioned for Duckman, but he didn't know it was the name of the TV show, and he just assumed this was a character for some existing show that would appear for a character that would appear for, like, one episode. <laughs> like, I wonder if he actually did, did give a shit about Duckman in the end. Well, he could, he could probably, it was probably the only role he could do that he could do during doing Seinfeld, because it's just a voice role, so he could just, he could ask them to work, work it around his schedule or something. Questions. If anybody has a question, be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find. So, and post them on the YouTube comments of this podcast. So, the first question is, uh, the Scratchy Cherry. Question, what redesign of an older cartoon or video game character do you think surpasses the original design? Interesting. This is only video game? Video game or cartoon. Okay. Um, I mean, have you seen the original, original Green Lantern? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks terrible. Yeah, that's, or even the Flash. Like, I like the, what, the Silver Age Flash? He looks better than the original Flash. With the tin on his head? Well, yeah. I like that classic, that original design for the Flash, the one with the the saucer pan on the head. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that being very aerodynamic, but I don't know. I just like that I thing. Think, I think Batman animated Batman is the best Batman in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree. It, um, I hate how modern Batman is just like this generic looking armor. You see, the, oh, yeah. the difficulty of this question is that there's like for a lot of these characters, they've been remade a thousand times over the years. So it's like, do they want the most recent reiteration of a character that we think I, is better? Or I just say I just say the best iteration. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, yeah. there's certain like I think comics, it works a little better for because you have so many different artists coming towards them. And there's so many different interpretations, whereas like in cartoons, I, I think you're speaking on specific shows. Um, but I did like, I liked how they redid, even in Mystery Incorporated, I didn't mind those designs. Well, a recent one would be, uh, Being Puppy Cat, if that's ever coming out. But, uh, the original designs for Being Puppy Cat, they, they pretty much looked very much like Adventure Time characters. But the new one kind of had more of a storybook look to it, and I kind of like that. But there's a lot of people who, who just hate that newer style. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, people hated the new Steven Universe designs compared to the pilot when that was first announced. Really? So it's just some yeah. There was there was a huge backlash of people. I didn't like the pilot designs. I like the regular designs a lot more. Yeah, I mean it's it's the fact that people get used to one thing and oh, I, like, they're showing something different. Because I tried to rewatch the pilot and I was like, I still like I never really liked the pilot that much. So that's why it took me a while to watch the show because I was like, I don't know yeah. about this. But then like, I really like the designs on the show. I think they work better for everybody but hey what do i know know. for video games like have you have you noticed that bomberman has had like so many redesigns and it's yeah oh god almost every every single generation has a totally different one what about bomberman jeters yeah the the gamecube one jeters there's two on the gamecube generation and jeters and they both look totally different jeters was more like anime the one where bomberman looks very effeminate and just like what the fuck did they do to bomberman that one had a that was the one with the whole anime adaptation out of it like 50 episodes or something like that wasn't there a scene in the anime that had like that that sampled audio from seinfeld like they play the seinfeld theme in bomberman 
that I don't know, but that sounds amazing if true. I swear someone showed me a clip and for some reason they just play the uh, the Seinfeld theme. But uh, also, <laughs> I know the intro theme is just a ripoff of The Offspring. There's a lot of anime reboots, but they tend to stick very close to the like original designs. Like you know, there's a lot of nostalgia involved with it, so they don't try to deviate too much. Like a, a lot of anime will look different from the source material, and I'd say that when it comes to like visual novels, they almost always look better in the anime. Um, Higurashi would be a great example of that, where the original looks like garbage, um, and the anime looks great. Uh, mm-hmm. But I can't think of an example of like a like a reboot where the designs were better. That they ruined them in the newest Ghost in the Shell anime. So that would be the counter example. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I was gonna you? I was gonna say, what did you think of uh of, um the FMA? It's it's more of an art style change. Oh yeah, Brotherhood. Mm. Yeah, it's. I think that. I think the first show, um, had more like character to it in the way that the 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 characters were drawn where it felt more like real and sort of uh had this rustic aesthetic to it and i think the color you, palette too was like yeah the the color palette was was more yeah um like real feeling and and the 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 characters in the the in brotherhood are like they more emphasize like what is unique and distinct about the character designer's original work you know like they they really emphasize like the hiromu arakawa style um if you were to compare like brotherhood to like silver spoon or the heroic legend of arslan which are other shows that she did, uh drew like it really looks like those whereas the original fma looks a bit different so um I can't say which one I like more, though, and Brotherhood has way more characters because it incorporates, like, way more of the manga, and so some of the coolest character designs don't even show up in the original show. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's one of those hard things where, like, I, I like Brotherhood as a show way more than FMA, but there's a lot of stuff that, um, because I grew up with FMA, the original, and, like, had seen it, you know, way back in the early 2000s, then, like... Um, there's some nostalgia blindness to it. Like it's hard to look at with a fresh set of eyes and say, Oh, these designs are definitely worse or better. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess what I'd say about that. Okay. That's fair enough. I think one redesign that I like a lot is, um, was it for transformers animated? I think it was the characters were designed by the, um, same guy did like mystery incorporate and Ben 10 omniverse. I don't know why. Yeah, just Derek J. White. Yeah. I, I just really like that style. And plus, it's like one of the only Transformers shows that I actually enjoyed because, like, the human characters weren't completely worthless. I found it hard to get into for me when I, when it was first airing since, I don't know, it always looked too jerky, the animation, very choppy. Um, uh, Transformers so Animated was frames. by Studio 4C, right? There was, like, a Japanese animated show but an American TV show, I think. Or they worked on it. I'm yeah. not sure. I know they did that Thundercats show, that most recent one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's a good redesign, Thundercats. But, I like uh, too, yeah. Nolan, I got I to gotta read this uh, email that I got. I'm going to cut this out, but let me read this. A few moments later. Love the podcast. Tell Nolan his <laughs> reboot hate fuels me as I work on it. 
piece who's a storyboard artist on the new uh motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan. That was that was an exclusive for the stream, but fuckers. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm kind of actually a little offended right now. Give me his email. I'm gonna send gonna him a fake. A I'm, gonna send, I'm gonna send him like a fake email that's like, you think your words hurt me? Oh, what? Yeah, you think you're so great? Well, I'm on the Pizza Party podcast. I'm on a podcast with over 200,000 subscribers. What have you done with your life, huh? Huh? Yeah, that's what I thought. Have fun with your shitty reboot, motherfucker. I'm out. <laughs> and then I type in like, um, and like in between asterisks, hops on a skateboard, does a kickflip, and falls over and cries. <laughs> my favorite type of slapstick is um is like skateboarding tricks gone wrong like i don't know why but it's just seeing somebody like do a skateboarding trick fall over and then start this like really bad it's just so funny i think that would be enhanced if it was a razor scooter because no one uses those anymore and that's like the pinnacle of dorkiness hey man <laughs> i liked my razor scooter yeah, you could, you could put them in your backpack, fold them up. Oh, yeah, I forgot you could fold them up. I, you did have I, a fucking huge backpack for that. Yeah. When I was in, uh, when I lived in my old neighborhood back in uh, Wisconsin, I uh, was like, um, I had a racer scooter and I was going down this really, really big hill. But like my, it ca- I got caught on a, like a small pebble and I tripped and fell over and I skinned my knee and I was like, I heard, and, and my family was walking with me, and I think my dad laughed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I've bailed on my Razor scooter. I actually think I still have a scar on my shoulder from, like, a particularly bad bail. On a, Do you, whenever scooter. chicks are like, oh, man, you have a scar. That's so badass. Where'd you get it from? Were you like, uh, I was fighting about my favorite anime. <laughs> I got I into a sword fight over the honor of Kaon and I had to protect my <laughs> the honor of Kaon. Oh, Kaon, was that like your ex girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> That's that would be an interesting name. <laughs> you don't oh, still think about her, do you? <laughs> no. Oh man, but uh, we have a question that pertains to that. It's related. H.C. Brown, who sent me stuff through mail, question, have any of you had to deal with any anime elitists or cartoon elitists? If so, what did they say to you? Aren't we the ones? Aren't, isn't that people with podcasts who you don't get more elitist than than us, right? Or is it just Shit, me? Yeah. <laughs> Shit, nigga. That's real. That's real. <laughs> well. Did, did you ever have to make, like, a top 10 anime or anything? Yeah, I did do one on my uh, channel one time two years ago, but the most up-to-date one is on my uh, my anime list account. Um, has my top 10 on it. Yeah, because if you ever make a top 10, there's always going to be some person saying, why didn't you put this on here, or how come yeah. this is over Oh, this no, no, I, I haven't made, like, a top 10 of all time type thing. Like, I meant, like, a favorites ah. list, but... Uh, um, I don't believe in that because I don't believe in like a you know any kind of objective standard. Because as far as I'm concerned, my top ten are the ten best anime because from for they represent everything I want the medium to be. Um, so there's no distinction to me. But I wouldn't want to try to be like, oh, these are what I think everyone should think is the top ten because there's no chance of that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I do that all the time. So uh, yeah. 
<laughs> but anime elitism, like, um, I don't know. I was always that asshole in school. It's like, why do you like this movie? It has like a this percent on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Yeah. You can't like it. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes, I don't even think was a big thing yet when I was in high school. But like the, yeah, I was that. I was definitely a snob in in high school. Like I was absolutely because I knew way more about anime than everybody else, and I constantly would talk down to people um, who were like Naruto and Bleach fans and shit, and be like, "Yeah, you guys don't know anything," you know. Um, but uh, over time, I. I don't know. I, a lot of people still think I'm an elitist, probably. So I don't want to like speak for like you know uh, be like I'm totally not an elitist anymore. But I do get into fights with them still. You know, plenty of people who don't like my taste, I have to fight with all the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do have to deal with anime elitists. Uh. Yeah, I mean, usually, uh, I don't know. Sometimes if someone I get a comment like that, I always just tell them like. Don't worry. Next time I make a video, I'll consult you and only you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all of you people. Fuck all of you in the comments. Well, so, sometimes I feel like they they think they have some like editorial voice over what you do, and yeah. it's like like it's one thing to go, I don't agree with you, but it's another to be like, you know, I feel like what you should have done. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. it's just very what? weird. I get a lot of shit just because my favorite anime is indeed K-On, which is a show that is widely disrespected by a lot of people and misunderstood by a lot of people. So uh, so I get a lot of like, how can we take your opinion seriously on anything if your favorite anime is K-On? And I'm like, well, I made an hour and a half long video analyzing it. Uh, you can watch that. And if you don't agree with me, then OK. But like, you know, um, if you if you find my opinions to be interesting, then that's what makes them interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's like when you did that Sword Art Online video diatribe, that hour long yeah. one, and then you made a minor like error, and then everybody was like, yeah. you didn't oh. stand Sword Art Online." <laughs> yeah, I, I made I, I I made the one big error, and it's like two minutes into the video, so it's like this hour long video, and everyone gets like all the big. SAO like fanboys will get like two minutes in and then write a huge comment about how I'm wrong about everything because I got that one thing wrong and it's like this is like a pebble in the face of the mountain of complaints I have like come on guys get it who cares about that I I get it I fucked up move on like look at the rest of it that's like if you're in an argument with someone online like all you got to do is find one spelling error or one misuse of the word there and you've won. You've won the argument. Well, you haven't won. You you've, you've made yourself feel that you've won, but uh, uh. no, sh- I won. That <laughs> <laughs> sh- or all, all you got to do is say the fact that you replied means I'm right. In my mind, I have won every argument I've ever been in because I believe I won. So I won. I win. There's no uh, you can't you cannot convince me that I did not win. So as far well, as I, I'm concerned, I won. I thought- when you were in that sword fight, it was like a Highlander sword fight. So I think you did win. <laughs> oh yeah, like a like I had to kill him because there could be only one. Yeah, there could yeah. be only yeah. Um, you, talking about this reminds me of when I used to make this card game in like grade school, and me and all my friends got into it, and I made I decided you know what I'm gonna make the best card. So I made this card called Game Over, and like if I drew it, I won. <laughs> And then this started a huge chain event where people would come up with their own cards to combat that card, but also make them win. And then I had to make cards combating their cards. And then this, it just repeated ad nauseum. 
and it was hilarious. So it's like who can make the most convoluted like card with the most specific rules possible? Yes. Jesus. I feel like I, you could damn. make an interesting card game out of this concept if you really tried. Oh, yeah. We got to patent this shit now. It would be like, have you ever heard of the card game uh, We Didn't Play Test This? <laughs> no. Sounds familiar. It's a, it's a <laughs> game where, where the cards just have like random, insane, asinine rules and... Uh, <laughs> you like you just draw random stuff and it'll be like sometimes it's like put your finger in your nose and the other one will be like you win the game and <laughs> it's just like complete nonsense it's a good party game oh that reminds me like a while back i went to my friend's birthday and they had their friends i don't know who they were but we were playing cards against humanity and one of them mentioned sean connery and i had to spend like 10 minutes trying to explain to a group of people my age who are like 22 who sean connery is and everyone's like who really oh my god it's like what i split out come on sean connery P. yeah you should have just told them to ask grandpa jim you should oh <laughs> fuck you no they sh- you should have <laughs> been like guys didn't you see league of extraordinary gentlemen yeah his finest role that was <laughs> a cinematic classic wasn't that his final film for a while that is as of right now i believe his final film he hasn't done. Oh, 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 no, no. There's another film that came out recently, Look, like 20 years ago. You're the man now, dog, came out way before, so that's not. Yeah, wasn't it no. that, like, really crappy not, not the Scottish website. animated movie or something? Yes, Sir Billy. Like, it's on Netflix, this really shitty looking uh, CG animated film, Sir Billy. Oh, you're right. You're like, right. The only reason uh, Sean Connery did the role for this movie is because it was made in Scotland. And he, Guardians, and he needed to do something for his country. It's Sir Billy, or alternative title, Guardian of the Highlands. <laughs> it's not a Highlander sequel, disappointedly, no. Oh man. Yeah, but it's on Netflix. It's one of those like Walmart level of uh, knockoff films you see at a Walmart that look like it was rendered on a PS One pre rendered cutscene. You know they did. Is. I think the uh, creators of that um, Sir Billy movie got mad that um, Brave did better than it. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> I bet the knockoff of Brave did better. Um, was the what was the knockoff version? Brave Story, Brave Girl. Uh, Brave Story is a films. Japanese uh, novel and and film. <laughs> the Walmart version of Brave. Well, you know that with uh, Sean Connery, you know they offered him that role. You, you did you guys see Skyfall? Everybody. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. You know, at the end know. of Skyfall. Where they go to the house and there's the caretaker. Oh, yeah, that guy who's just there. What, yeah, oh, that was, that was going to be Sean Connery originally. That makes they, a lot of sense because that felt like a like a, like a a would-be cameo role. Like that, uh, It's like a weird minor character who just kind of shows up and is there. So I totally get why that would have been originally written for the... They, apparently they really were campaigning, but they gave it to Albert Finney, who's still a pretty cool actor. But I was like, man, it would have been cool, but he... Uh, Sean Connery hates the producers of the Bond movies, so he was never going to do it. <laughs> Let the sky um, They kind of didn't, when the series was originally blown up, they didn't really know how to deal with the celebrity. Because it got enormously popular, and like he couldn't even go to the bathroom without people harassing him in the stalls and they didn't they didn't pay him well enough and they didn't offer proper security and he like couldn't leave his hotel room while film i think it was thunderball he couldn't even leave his hotel room and when i read more about like the treatment he was getting it was kind of like i don't know i don't think i would like those people either because i'd be pissed off because i'd be like i can't go anywhere and i'm making no money 
and you're not giving me security, go fuck yourselves. How about that? Like, why the fuck should I like, why am I doing this? I'm the most famous person, one of the most famous people in the world and I'm getting treated like garbage. I think like he kind of was like, this is fucking crap and got pissed off and, and yeah, but it was around Thunderball that like, I think just the treatment was just, he wasn't really happy that happy before, but then after that, it really pissed him off. So it wouldn't be under like totally different management at this point though. Like, well, it's the same same people making bond. It's the same family. It's the Broccoli family. And it used to be Albert Broccoli. Broccoli. Yeah. Well, they, they, because they brought Broccoli to America. So that's why they're. Oh, wow. So, um, uh, but he, the Albert Broccoli, he died. And then his daughter. And how long have we had Broccoli in America? Like, I don't know. I I didn't, I just know that's why they're called that. I don't know. I never would have thought of Broccoli as something we didn't already have forever in America. (laughs) A lot of America's changed because of white people. So that's like a white people thing. White people were like, like, we need more broccoli. And they're like, well, we could have this Indian (laughs) village here. And they're like, fuck that. Let's get some broccoli in this piece. Make these Indians walk a trail of tears. this 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 family is responsible for broccoli and James Bond. That's what they've. Wow, that's a lot yeah. to contribute to the world from one family. Yeah, well, you know, they. <laughs> I wonder if they still do broccoli. I, I actually don't know that part. <laughs> but yeah, they no. It, now it's his daughter. I know what I'm gonna spend my day Wikipedia <laughs> reading. The, the broccoli family. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I had heard. Now I'm more nervous. Now I have to look it up to make sure I'm right. Now I'm nervous. Oh no! People are gonna be like, they didn't bring broccoli. It was. It was well, I typed. I typed broccoli family into Google, and I got cabbage family, which is not <laughs> what I asked for. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't that funny. I shouldn't have laughed that much. Darn. But next question, Joshua Boligia. Question: By the time the next podcast comes, E3 would have happened. What's your most hyped games of E3? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. <gasps> I like that new Legend of Zelda pretty good. It, it, I like I like the trailers they've shown for it. Yeah, because it's more of an open world game, the new Zelda yeah. game, right? Yeah, it reminds me of Dark Souls. Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild makes my penis very erect. Just frothing it, it, it gives me a large boner. I want to play it. I mean, I guess it looks interesting, like... If it's like just open world, because they say you can just like uh, go straight into Ganon, the, like the moment you play the game, just fight the yeah. final boss if you want to. You'd be under equipped, but you can still do that. Yeah. When you're playing a video game and you're like underpowered or under level, do you just like try the final, like the an overpowered boss anyway? No, like, I can like something do it. You shouldn't be doing. I can do it. Ah, oh, I could. Yeah, Fuck. kind of. Just like, I know I'm going to die. I want to see how badly this guy can destroy me. If you remember the first Mirror's Edge, um, the running game where you had to avoid the being shot by the police and stuff. Like what I would do since I was such a badass at this game is I would always just run up and try to kill all the uh, SWAT teams and cops in this game. Which you're not supposed to and you're severely underpowered and can barely use the guns in this game you can the aiming is terrible <laughs> but i would do it anyway and it, it got to the point where i could do that and just kill all the uh the uh, fictional police members in this video game not in real life but yeah i was that good not bad yeah. did you play the second one that's out now right oh not yet i forgot that was that came out don't no idea if it's any good or not but uh, the one game that I am excited for for e3 well i mean they showed cuphead which we talked about before but um 
Ubisoft has this thing called Steep, which is uh, some sort of snowboarding, skiing, just sports game in the mountains. And, like, we haven't had a, a sports game like Tony Hawk in forever, so I'm just one more of these extreme sports games. I kind of like that they were going to be re-releasing the first three Crash games since I really like Crash Bandicoot. I hate those games. What the fuck? How could you hate Crash? I, uh, I, re- I recently... I have a I have a let's play show called Digi Bros and me and my friends tried to play Crash 1 um and we realized that it was a fucking nightmare and it was we all we played the whole game in one sitting and we all lost our fucking minds cuz we were terrible all of us absolutely terrible at it dying constantly um it was a great time. We got drunk and screamed a lot, and uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just I, I can't take the controls in those games in uh, Crash One and Two. Yeah, and that's, just... yep, that's why we're getting a reboot. Oh, I mean, a re, uh, re, what do you call it? Remake. Yeah. yeah. And he's getting a Skylanders um, like little statue, I guess. There's um, oh also going to be a Berserk Muso game. That is. Interesting, you know. I mean, I, I don't like Muso games, but it's it's a good fit for Berserk because he's a guy who kills a lot of guys. But it's kind of funny because like one of the biggest moments in Berserk, like the the biggest like epic moment in the early part of the story, is when Guts kills a hundred men all in one sitting but the way it's presented is like this long drawn out crazy event that like is a part of his mythos almost like a greek mythological creature you know like he's he's the guy who killed a hundred guys one time and uh it's presented in such a big grand awesome way that to imagine a video game where you're gonna kill a hundred guys every five minutes like really kind of detracts from that that aspect of the legend you know Mm mm-hmm but uh, what just say he killed sure a thousand men or something? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just getting into Berserk right now. Like it, it, it I'm it kind of ticked my liking for it was like a slow boil. Yeah, I didn't like guts at first, but then I read the volume two and I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. The first three volumes of Berserk are very different from the rest because it's um, like because. After volume three, it goes back and it's the entire backstory. Like it starts from him as like when he's born. You could tell the author has a sort of different idea of what his character will be going forward than it was in the beginning. So like the guts that you get in volume one um, is not the same as the guts that you get when you get back to that part in the story. Like it's those first three volumes are kind of anachronistic to the rest of uh, the rest of the series. But um yeah, after that's that's when it gets like really good. Is when it's it, it goes into the backstory and builds him up from there, and then it's like this. The whole thing is this character study of guts, and um, yeah, he's not really the guy from volume one <laughs> at all. Like he changes a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. that, that that makes me feel a lot better because Berserk volumes are fifteen dollars. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always been a big problem. It's Dark Horse, man. They, I mean, they're that expensive because they know that only adults can buy it. And so, like, you know, back in that that era of manga coming out, like, the pricing was very, like, correlated to what audience they thought was going to buy it. So, like, Shonen Jump manga were $8, and then uh, like Berserk was, like, 15 or Helsing or something. So they're like, yeah, adults have money. They can chill out. Fuck them. <laughs> and then you spend, like, 
$800 trying to get all 40 volumes of Berserk. Uh, I'm probably going to because the art is fucking masterful. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the creature it only just... gets better. The art, uh, like, he really develops, like, a unique style as it goes along. And it becomes very, like, wispy fantasy art that's, like... Like, every drawing looks like a fucking painting, like, when you get later into the series. So, you guys want to get into the next question? Sure. Okay. I don't remember what that question right. was. I got so I got so into talking about Berserk. <laughs> E3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, the dog rises, says, question. I, I'm only answering this question since I want to make fun of this person. But says, question, would you like a FHFIF reboot, colon, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? Like, why would this person type <laughs> it the parentheses? I mean, the, uh, the, what is it when it's initials? The abbreviation. Yeah, the abbreviation of this long-ass title and then type it out in the full version. Why? Why Why would you do that? Just type out Foster's Home and we'll get it. We don't know what the fuck F-H-F-I-F is. I hate when people message me. Yeah, I was thinking saying, Five Nights at Freddy's at first. I was trying to like... Yeah, yeah I couldn't figure out what that was. <laughs> people, please. Like, if you're going to refer to something, some title of a movie or something, don't don't make the abbreviation. Don't put T-Y for Toy Story or something. I hate that. Nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. Okay? So next question. Fuck this person. Oh, wow. That's fucking savage, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody wants a fucking reboot of Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Foster's Home sucked. No, what the fuck did you say? Whoa. I said Foster's Home sucks. What the fuck? Good. Uh, it looks really... Up. It looks really pretty, but basically the humor is just every character is an asshole to each other. No, just Blue is an yeah, asshole. Yeah, I, I, never, I never liked the show because, to me, the, Blue is the most entertaining character. And the entire show was people being mad at him for being fun. And I, I, it just drove me nuts. Like, I would see three episodes in a row that all had the same storyline. Like, Blue wants to do something and no one else wants him to do it and they're all mad at him and uh, and then in the end whatever he wanted to do resolves in a funny way and I'm like okay this is the whole fucking show um, it felt like they had so much they could do with that premise and they didn't really do much with it um, yep. at least in most of the episodes I saw either that or Frankie was always abused in some way yeah that was the other one and, that, and that's fucking obnoxious to me because Frankie was like a decent character and really nice and like all the hu the humor was just mean spirited. Shut up, Mr. Ed. So that's why I didn't like it. I'm glad you had the exact same impression of that show that I did. Like those are that's everything I ever felt about Foster's is exactly what you just described. Nice. I mean, the main thing I didn't like about Foster's was the episode with Bendy, but that was about it. Everyone hates fucking Bendy. Like back in my top 10 uh, worst Cartoon Network moments, I put him in there. Fuck him. Yeah, didn't Lauren Foss, like, apologize? Like, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, yeah I Essentially, mean. what happened with the Bendy episode, well, for those who haven't seen the Bendy episode, essentially there was an episode where uh, in this this uh, foster home for imaginary friends, this someone drops off this uh, troublemaking uh, imaginary friend, and he does, I don't know, he breaks a vase, and, like, they, all the other imaginary friends say, Bendy did it. 
but no one believes them. They, no, nobody believes the characters that have been there since the beginning. They, they believe this new guy. Nobody believes Wilt, who, like, never lies ever, yeah. but they believe this random guy. Yeah, and the worst of all, the, the episode was originally going to be 30 minutes long, because the early episodes of Foster's were 30 minutes long, but Cartoon Network decided to have 15-minute episodes, so they had to cut a lot of stuff out, mm. is what resulted in this episode being so terrible. <laughs> And that's why Lauren Foss just regrets what she's done. I'm sure that's the only thing Lauren Foss regrets in her career. <laughs> cats don't dance. Hey, what the fuck did you say about cats don't dance? Oh, why are we bringing cat? Why are we bringing that up? Yeah, what damn. cats don't dance do to you? Yeah, yeah, damn, Don Blues. You know what it's like being him every day, waking up crying, being like, "What's yeah, the, 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 most, the most the most notoriety he got was being on an episode of fucking Nostalgia Critic." Wait, wait, was he was he really? Yeah, he Nostalgia. was. On yeah, he like interviewed him and like everything. Wow, was, I didn't know that. What what's he doing lately? Nostalgia Critic. No, the. <laughs> Because I, 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 I will take any opportunity I can get to shit on Nostalgia Critic. No, I know. I know how I think. No, Cats Don't Dance was Don Bluth, I thought. No, it's not no, Don it wasn't, Bluth. It was a, it's no. Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's yeah, Turner and Warner Brothers. Mostly oh, Turner. I kind of just, I guess I just assumed. I thought we I made hated, an ass thought, out of myself. I thought we hated Doug Walker's brother, but not him himself. Not, not Nostalgia Critic himself for his business practices, you know? Anyway, I just think he makes yeah. shitty videos. Uh, oh, what'd you say? I said, I just think he makes shitty videos. High five. Okay. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we go. Jeez. <laughs> we totally did actually high five. Just, you know. Yeah, we're Skype. Uh, we, we slapped our computer screens. And wow. I felt the magic. Yeah, that's the show that everyone seems to hate looking back on it now, Foster's Home. Everyone just has something bad to say about uh, either Blue or just the, the show itself. Aiden Solis, question. Do you think if the Warcraft and Assassin's Creed movie will be successful enough to start a blockbuster movie summer as for video games, just like superhero movies? Um, I Probably mean, not. No, not from the Warcraft movie I saw. No. <laughs> I don't know about Assassin's Creed. Assassin's since it's, Creed. Since it's opening the weekend after Rogue One, so I'm sure it's going to do really well. It's going to get road chipped. I mean... <laughs> oh. I, I, you know what? When I was seeing the and Pan put this in his post, and it's like true. It's like the thing with the Warcraft movie that like the first Iron Man got that Warcraft doesn't is that it's not concerned with getting new people into Warcraft. It's just like if you like Warcraft, I'm sure you'll like that movie. But like it, for everyone else, they're like, "What the fuck is this? Like, who are these people? What's going on?" Yeah. And like in the first Iron Man. People who didn't like superhero movies like that because they're like, oh, Tony Stark's really cool. I like I like Robert Downey Jr. I want to see more movies with him. And at the end of Warcraft, I was like, I want to go. Where's the bathroom? Like, Yeah, I mean, for the Warcraft movie, I had a basic understanding of what was going on. But, I, but there was so much stuff that was like, what's this? What's this giant black cube? What's this library for? What's this healing pool thing? Yeah. And like you, you barely know who the characters are like. Uh, there's Shrek Daddy and the, the, the girl from Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Name? Shrek Daddy, yeah. <laughs> it, it was just like it, it was really not a great. I I I still think Gods of Egypt was a lot more fun. So. Oh yeah, and also I learned that uh for orcs um they give birth through their ass, according to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Was it like just a vivid scene where an orc was being pushed out of another orc's ass, like in that Ace Ventura with the rhino? <laughs> it wasn't that graphic, but kind of. It was just like I this, mean, it w- this giant pregnant orc who fell over f- on her on her front side, and she's basically bent over with her ass sticking out, and someone just reaches into her ass and just pulls out a baby. A baby orc. What the fuck? <laughs> Just fucking weird. Make it stop. It it wasn't a good. I don't know. They. I don't think anyone. I think people want a big video game blockbuster movies. It's just like if they're gonna do them this way, it's not gonna happen. No. Like, I mean, you you got to be accessible to people who never heard of these franchises. I never played Warcraft, and I have no idea what the hell any of this stuff is. Like, I, I understand the story, like a base, the basic of it, but I don't understand what these characters are doing or. Who they are, what they're, what's with this power stuff, and why are these orcs following this one magic guy? I don't know. I mean, wasn't the movie a prequel to all the uh, most of the games? I don't freaking know. The story like, was. Who cares? I mean, it, it was like it, it, they they need to they need to not think about Marvel and superhero movies and about success. They need to think like, oh, why do people like uh, Tony Stark? That's what they need to think about when they make these. And then they'll have a success. But until they do that, it's just going to, it's not going to get any better. Yeah. Also, no, Leroy Jenkins was not in the movie. Oh, it's a lot better than we usually do. Uh, All right, thumbs up. Ready, guys? Let's do this. Leroy Jenkins! Oh, my God, he just ran in. Yeah, bullshit. Someone should have ran in during the screening and go, Leroy Jenkins! Yeah, that would have saved the movie. No, it wouldn't save the movie. It'd just be a good clip online. Yeah. I mean, somewhat, they should pay someone to go to every screening and do Leroy. Did Leroy Jenkins get to go to the premiere? Like, what is Leroy Jenkins doing now? What Man, happened? I hope so. Someone do a follow-up piece. I want to know, like, what he thinks. He could do a review view of the movie that would do very well like make that video Leroy Jenkins where are they now special with Leroy Jenkins I'm gonna I'm gonna add a question in what do you guys think is the best video game movie out now because uh, um, I'm gonna uh, say Ratchet and Clank I've heard I Angry think- Birds is really good despite the concept I mean it's not good I mean I don't know it's, it's better than Warcraft Compared to other video game movies. um, Angry Birds was decent. I mean, I thought it was an okay movie, but I thought the pacing was way too fast. Yeah. I don't know if there is, like, I don't, there's not a video game movie I particularly think is, like, great, amazing or anything. I can't think of one. Everyone always just sort of goes back to uh, Mortal Kombat, but no one ever praises Street Fighter for some reason. Like, Street Fighter (laughs) was just as campy. Yeah, I, don't, I'm, I might just say Wreck-It Ralph because that's a video that game. That doesn't count. I think with what Nolan said with um, Ratchet and Clank, I thought it was okay, but um, I couldn't get over the fact that um, Ratchet has the same voice as Johnny Test. Uh-oh. So it's just like, I'm sure, it's just like I couldn't get over that. Yeah. Nolan, you saw the the Ratchet and Clank movie. What do you think of it? I... Um, I I played Ratchet and Clank when I was really young, and then I traded in all the games because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, but I thought it was good. Um, I didn't think it was anything particularly special, but it, it was unlike other video game movies. It was a functional, fun movie. Like I think Jim best described it as a, a cartoon in between cartoons you wanted to watch. Did it yeah. at least like reflect the games? Like, did you see? Did oh, you... very well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like that's that's the same thing. 
I, I think I liked Ratchet and Clank more than Warcraft, but I feel like it's the same thing where like everyone I know who played Ratchet and Clank liked it, and every review I read from someone who had never played it like didn't like it as much. And I feel like that's like kind of where we're at now, where we make we make movies that are good just for the gamers, but we're not thinking about getting in uh, well, your average Joe on the street, you know. I'm looking at a list of every video game that movie that's ever been, which is not as many as I thought there would be. Um, none of them are great, but uh, Silent Hill was okay. Um, maybe I don't know. I don't even think I finished that movie. Uh, seem to like that movie. I saw yeah. Nate's review of it, and I think what he said was it captured the spirit of the games the best. Yeah, but they tried to make sense of Silent Hill, which is not what you're supposed to do. Um, the first Resident Evil movie was fun when it came out, kind of. Had people getting killed. Uh, but Mortal Kombat's probably the best, and not because I think it's a great movie, but because I watched it in 1995 when I was four years old. So it's like the most nostalgic movie in the universe for me. Wow. It's like one I've of the only. Seen it 40 times. It's one of the only video game based movies to actually get a sequel. So I mean, as to yeah. say for oh, something. Hey. The okay. sequel is Mortal Kombat fucking abysmal. Annihilation. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's like the funny thing is when I was a kid, I liked Annihilation more because it has a scene where Sub-Zero and Scorpion fight. And then I saw that when I was like, like 18 or so. And like the props are so bad <laughs> that like, like there's a part where a bridge like falls down and like, they, I guess it was a practical effect, but it's obviously plastic and you can see it kind of sway as it falls like the ice. Um, just like in that Batman movie uh, with Mr. Freeze, like. Yeah, it's it's doctor. Is it Doctor Freeze or Mister Freeze? Mister Freeze. Okay. Killed the dinosaurs. I like I like I like Doctor Freeze. He goes, "Hello, I'm Doctor Freeze. Welcome." Yeah, but uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. If you watch that uh now, it it is, uh, it is unbelievably badly made. It is a very schlock film, but um, original is. Watchable. I mean, when they bring in the stop motion monsters, that's that's as bad as. Oh it yeah, gets. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh wow. Oh wait. Oh, it's and at the final battle, like um, there's some. I, I think it was um, Raiden who just says, "Now it's time for Mortal Kombat," and the theme song plays. Yeah. So the audio it's, from the theme song. That's awesome, though. <laughs> gets dumped over him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it had such a great techno so- sound. That's actually the. I think that happens at the end of the first movie, right? Well, no, that's not true. Yeah, you're, I'm thinking. Of... Some kid in high school oh. stole my DVD that had the had both movies on one disc. Asshole. Oh, that's <laughs> fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> like, damn, he stole my shitty video game movies. Darn. <laughs> the good thing it was only four ninety nine at like a Walmart. But uh, oh. do you guys remember the Doom movie? I never saw oh, it. I thought the there there is a, a Doom. Doom movie. Isn't there a new one coming out? No, there was a new game that came what, out, not a. What's wait? What's the BFG then? <laughs> I'm Fuck looking you, at Jim. a. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm looking at this um this Sorry. this Sorry. list of the the that uh that list of the video game movies. You can organize it by Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, the highest rated Rotten Tomato score of any video game uh movie is 44 percent. For Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Golly, um, holy followed, shit. Followed by 42 for Angry Birds. And then from there, it's like everyone is just exponentially farther down. Getting down to 1% at the bottom for Alone in the Dark, the Uwe Boll film. Uwe Boll. <laughs> oh, man. Have you guys seen his YouTube videos where he's complaining that, that people didn't fund his Kickstarter? 
So here's Uwe Ball and uh, that is the last update. We have only four days to do with the Rampage campaign. And now Kickstarter failed too. And uh, basically my message is fuck yourself. It looks like nobody gives a shit about Rampage 3 so maybe I shouldn't do it then. I have enough go uh, money to play golf till I'm dead. I want to do Rampage 3 because it is an important movie. But it looks like you're easier giving $600,000 if you make a movie about some retarded wizard in the forest uh, or for another uh, whatever Marvel Avengers bullshit dirt. Uh, so goodbye and goodbye Hollywood. Yeah. No, but that sounds great. Oh man, I mean, they're still up. Thankfully, he he has a, a YouTube channel where he's just ranting about stupid crap. But I'll I'll uh, use the audio in the actual podcast. It's so terrible. He's just like he wanted to make a a third. What's it called? What I forget which franchise. Rampage. Oh. It has nothing to do with the video games. Just a movie called Rampage Three. He made a Kickstarter and it didn't make funding. And he just said, you know what? Fuck you, I have enough money to uh, play golf until I die, so I'm not making any movies anymore. Fuck all of oh, you. It wasn't uh, part of it, it's like, I don't want to make these stupid Marvel bullshit movies that mean nothing. Which is a weird thing to say when you're when you're who he is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's so, like, I mean, he's very pretentious about, like, you, you'd all rather watch your Avengers Marvel bullshit than my movie. But my favorite quote from one of his videos is him saying, you all would rather watch the, rather fund a Kickstarter movie about a retarded elf running through the forest than one of my movies. Which I don't know what he's referring to, but I want to see that movie instead. Yeah, I want to see that movie. <laughs> retarded elf running through the forest. Sounds like a good movie. Oh, man. Sounds but, better than anything Uwe Ball would make. But one video game movie that gets overlooked a lot is the uh, Dead or Alive movie, since that came out like 2005, and that's clearly going for the same tone as the Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter movies of the 90s, and I have to appreciate that aspect. They're just as campy. Does anybody like the Street Fighter film of the 90s, though? I loved it <laughs> in terms of how bad it was. I mean, Raul Julia is the best in that thing. That's the, oh, yeah. That's the best final performance since Joker in Dark Knight. Like, I'm not joking here. I'm serious. Well, um, to, to answer that guy's question about the Warcraft movie, though, apparently it has grossed uh, $318 million so far, making it the third highest grossing video game film of all time. Angry Birds being number two with $327 million. Wait, what's number one, then? Uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Oh, that was right. oh, $336 million. Everyone forgets that. I mean, yeah. it's doing well in China, but I don't know if it made enough to really warrant... A, a sequel like i don't yeah. i don't think there's going to be another warcraft yeah you know? although china has a huge like uh say in movies now because i don't know like I, I watched ninja turtles and like in the beginning i think china helped fund the the new ninja turtles film since in the beginning it just says china film productions and Ch oh yeah it was like some weird production company that you're like what, what, what it was something like China Film Corp, and you're like, oh, okay, you couldn't even hide it. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, that in uh, what was that? That magician movie. Um, now you see me. Like, I, I saw that uh a week ago, and that a majority of that took place in China. And I'm just thinking, isn't wasn't there some sort of thing where if you have a certain amount of Chinese actors or film the movie yeah, in China, you get a tax break or something? Well, it's that that might be true as well but it's also that the chinese government only lets a certain amount of american films open in china every year so if you make enough of the movie in china it doesn't count as 
an import, it counts as a Chinese film, and so you're okay. So then you're not take. So then you can release another American film in China. But at least with Warcraft, the reason it's doing so much better in China is because half the people who play Warcraft live in China. Mm. So it's it's more of it's not only the Chinese box office; it's also because so much of the fan base is there. That's probably why it did a lot better because it's more popular there than it is here at this point, I believe. Or who knows? I've never been to China. What do I know? I bet the next uh, Warcraft movie will incorporate that uh, Kung Fu Panda thing. Because there's a, <laughs> probably <laughs> there's some sort of Kung Fu Panda expansion thing in Warcraft, which it came out before Kung Fu Panda, but everyone just calls it the Kung Fu Panda World or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, video game movies are. At least they're trying to appeal to the actual people who play the games, but not to anyone else. Well, it's, I think they're in a weird spot, but they need somebody. They need a better filmmaker because it is kind of like the publishers are really involved. And it seems like uh, they, what they need to understand that Marvel did understand is that you need to get a filmmaker heading it and have their voice in there as well. Not just like the perfect movie from the, the developer, the publisher, you know. It needs to, Marvel at least understood how to get Favreau and use Favreau's voice to make a cool movie. And they're just making like very corporate but very accurate video game movies. And I don't think that works well for movies. I think it just works well to keep the fans happy. But then, you know, that's not I don't I, they need to make a, a something to get the on. Or like you said in your post, if they had someone in the Warcraft movie who's like, what's this crazy thing? And they're like, oh, well, this wizard, let me explain this. You'd at least know what's going on. Yeah. And they're not concerned with that. That's what they need to have happen. They need a Luke Skywalker character, somebody like that. Yeah, for the Warcraft movie, there was this character who was clearly like some sort of wizard in training. And I feel they could have used him more like basically have him like be a, a newbie instead where he's just learning about these things. Like, because I have no idea what this tower is, what this block that they just had that, that teleports him to some other thing I, nothing made any yeah. sense to me yeah. yeah they need to they need to think more about that stuff but then you know i i don't think anyone's against it they just want a good one you know? yeah but uh, i guess one final question with um all right envy fish says question my uncle passed away not too long ago, and I was listening to you guys as it helped me out with depression tremendously in hopes of my question being answered on my favorite podcast what do you guys watch and listen to when you're feeling down? Uh, it depends on my mood entirely, honestly, because sometimes I'll listen to music, but sometimes that doesn't help. So I listen to podcasts. Sometimes that doesn't help. Um, scary stories I almost always listen to. It depends on the, the mood or sometimes I'll listen to like motivational kind of music where I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I'm going to do this today, you know, but other times it's just like you have to just kind of pick yourself yeah. Uh, back up or something like that, you know. Kind of the same. I usually will listen to like um, you know motivational songs or something, and um, you know, Sleepy Cast by like you know the it's like a podcast by like you know, Chris O'Neill, Psychic Pebbles, all those like Newgrounds animators. It, it's usually gets me out of a bad mood pretty quick. It's like a comedy podcast. Yeah, I don't know. They say when like I it's better to like listen to like if you're feeling sad, it's better to listen to songs that are also sad because. That helps you, I don't know, um, release your emotions rather than bottle oh. them up. 
Not for me. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. I, I, I attend when I'm feeling down. If I listen to something sad, I'm just going to end up wallowing in it extra. But if I try to listen to something like upbeat, if I'm like really depressed, that can seem too like glib and like this isn't helping because I know that what I'm trying to manipulate myself. So instead, I try to listen to music that's completely devoid of emotion, like anything that's like instrumental and technical and doesn't really make me feel anything in particular is just kind of chilled out um like i like the japanese uh band toe who are like a post-rock um sort of like mathy band and like any kind of like math rock really there's anything that's that's more about like the the proficiency of the instrumentation than the emotions um and then also to just like watch let's plays because you don't have to think when you're watching a let's play you can just zone out and veg on the couch and uh <laughs> And watch Grumps for two months like I did when my channel went down. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, your channel got taken down? Yeah, like early last year, uh, my channel went down for a couple weeks. And like I was just I was like mad at that like singularity level of anger where I cannot like take that anger. So I just all right, instead of being angry, I'm going to lay on my couch and watch Game Grumps forever and uh and i watched the entire dan era of game grumps in the span of about a month the dan era well how did you get it your channel back like did you have to fight uh it, it was it was a kind of thing where it just it was just kind of lucky because i had a strike on there for a while and at the time i didn't really know how to fight strikes so i hadn't really been trying um but i decided to submit a counter notification and then it just so happened that right after i'd submitted that uh, then I got two more strikes at once, and that took the channel down. But then two weeks later, and I fucking couldn't get into contact with anybody at YouTube or anything because it's all fucking run by machines. Um, but then two weeks later, the initial counter notification I'd filed finally went through. So it reduced the strikes back down to two, and my channel came back. Then I contested the other two, and ever since then, now I contest absolutely everything as soon as I get it, so that that can't happen again. Yes, but I usually like look at anything early two thousands and upbeat and bright. That also helps, like Crazy Taxi, because well, a lot of Sega games in general just have blue skies and green grass, and that always makes it seems very upbeat. It, you know, there's also something else that has a blue sky and green grass. It's called outside. Shut up. <laughs> Never again. I'm not going out there. I don't know. Whatever kind of works for you. So, you know, person who asked that question, I'm glad we helped you out. I guess. Yeah. Sorry about. Sorry to hear about your uncle. So, is this the end of the podcast? Who are you, people? I'm Noah. Uh, I was Jim. I have been Digi Bro. Um, I think I'm Super Spell. Yeah. Think? And so the next video is going to be a review on Duckman and Digibro. Did you did you want to admit what your next video is? Yeah, just uh, it'll be. I'll, I'll tell you the title. It's uh, how to distinguish a great anime in just one episode. Okay, mm. that's helpful. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, every pony. Play us out, Emily and Stephanie. Triggered. I can't record a song right now. Sorry, assholes.